Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We saw in the previous episode that in Daniel chapter 4, that Nebuchadnezzar received that which he had dreamed. Remember that? So let's go back and read this again. This is Daniel chapter 4, verse 28, of what happened to Nebuchadnezzar. God had warned him in a dream. Daniel had interpreted the dream. And then this happened. All this happened to Nebuchadnezzar the king, verse 29. Twelve months later, so that's twelve months later after the dream and the interpretation, he was walking on the roof of the royal palace of Babylon. The king reflected and said, Is this not Babylon the Great, which I myself have built as a royal residence by the might of my power and for the glory of my majesty? While the word was in the king's mouth, a voice came from heaven, saying, King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is declared, Sovereignty has been removed from you, and you will be driven away from mankind, and your dwelling place will be the beast of the field. You will be given grass to eat like cattle, and seven periods of time will pass over you until you recognize that the Most High is ruler over the realm of mankind and bestows it on whomever he wishes. Immediately, the word concerning Nebuchadnezzar was fulfilled, and he was driven away from mankind and began eating grass like cattle. And his body was drenched with the dew of heaven until his hair had grown like eagle's feathers and his nails like bird claws. So we see that that which was told via a dream the Nebuchadnezzar has now come about. And you get a little hint as to what the issue is. Because here Nebuchadnezzar is walking all about, very prideful about what he had built as a royal residence and the reason he had done it. He had done it through the might of his power, and he'd done it for the glory of his majesty. And God is basically saying, oh, yeah, guess what? All sovereignty is removed from you, and everything that has been prophesied over you has come to being. Now, now watch this. <coughs> Excuse me. Daniel chapter 4, the last four verses, verse 34. But at the end of that period, I, Nebuchadnezzar, and I remember Nebuchadnezzar is the one that's speaking this, it's writing this fourth chapter in all likelihood. I, Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, oh, one last thing. This chapter actually started off, let me scroll up here real quick. <clears throat> yeah, it says, first verse, Nebuchadnezzar, the king to all the peoples. So he was declaring this to all the people. This might have been like a, a written proclamation document type of thing. He wanted everybody to know what had occurred to him. Now, back to verse 34. But at the end of that period, I, Nebuchadnezzar, raised my eyes toward heaven, and my reason returned to me. And I blessed the Most High and praised and honored him who lives forever, for his dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom endures from generation to generation. You know, Nebuchadnezzar had proclaimed some things like this before in the encounters he had in the second chapter and the third chapter. He had stated some things. 
But now it appears that he's, his heart and his mind may, may be a little different. And I wish I knew more about just the logistics of this. You know, he had the mind of an animal, but it says at the end of this period that he raised his eyes toward heaven and his reason returned to him. You know, how did that happen? What came, you know, what was the mechanism of that? You know, well, the bottom line is this, is that the Lord was the one that enabled this. The Lord was the one that enabled him to raise his eyes toward heaven. The one is the, the Lord is the one that returned his reason to him. So I think the idea behind this, that as the Lord at the end of this period, which as a, with a beast mind, he was unaware of the time passage, right? But God wasn't that the Lord granted this to him. And when he did, he raised his eyes to heaven. And when he raised his eyes to heaven, his reason returned to him. And what did he declare? He declared blessing to the most high God. He declared that it's the most high God that should receive all praise and honor. That is him who lives forever. That is his, that his dominion is forever and ever and ever. His kingdom is from generation to generation. Now, verse 35, all the inhabitants of the earth are accounted as nothing. But he does according to his will in the host of heaven and among the inhabitants of earth. And no one can ward off his hand or say to him, what have you done? <laughs> so look what we learn right here. He's saying, you know, all the inhabitants of the earth count as nothing. Even the greatest of men are nothing compared to the most high. And you know what? The most high does according to his will in the host of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. So we see this idea of human beings and divine beings. The host of heaven is really a lot more than what we have thought in times past, if we've given any thought to it whatsoever. For the most part, when people say a host of heaven, they're thinking, oh, that's the angels. But there's really more to it because you have angels. You have uh, uh, seraphim. You have all sorts of things. You have Elohim. You have the 24 elders. You have all sorts of strange creatures. Okay, But all the host of heaven, the Lord is above all of them. Now, verse 36. At that time, my reason returned to me. So notice the reason had left him, right? And now it returned to him. All of this was at the hand of the Lord. And my majesty and splendor were restored to me for the glory of my kingdom. And my counselors and my nobles began seeking me out. So I was reestablished in my sovereignty and surpassing greatness was added to me. He says, my reason returns to me. Okay. <clears throat> my majesty, my splendor were restored to me. My glory was restored to me. All these folks, my counselors and nobles, they began to seek me out and my sovereignty was reestablished. Can you imagine again, the logistics of that? There would have had to have been a major uh, pedicure and haircut time, right? You know, the cutting of the fingernails, the cutting of the toenails, the cutting of the hair, uh, the physical things that would have taken place in the reestablishment of the sovereignty. Can you imagine the talk, the discussion, dare we say gossip, that had been taken up to this place in time? You know, the king has lost his mind. When the matter of speaking, that was true. The mind of the king, the sovereignty of the king had been taken for a period of time, okay? But now it was reestablished. This discussion would have been ongoing, would have carried on through the balance of his life, no? <laughs> the last verse, 37. 
Now, I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise, exalt, and honor the King of heaven, for all his works are true and his ways just, and he's able to humble those who walk in pride. You reckon? Boy, this is the last thing that Nebuchadnezzar uh, states, and it's actually an acknowledgement on his part that this is exactly what had been going on and what the purpose was. That you know what? The Most High is the one who's able to humble those who walk in pride. Remember what he'd been doing? He's walking around his palace in Babylon. Mm, have I not built this by my might and power? Have I not built this to my glory? And God says, oh, really? Nebuchadnezzar is saying, you know what? I praise him. I exalt him. I honor the king of heaven. And not only that, all his works are true. All his ways are just. And he's able to humble those who walk in pride. You know, people often ask, you know, well, where, where's Nebuchadnezzar today? I highly suspect that we're going to see Nebuchadnezzar face to face in the glory of all eternity. You know, we read about these guys, we think, oh, they're horrible. They're, they're just, and they were. But such is the wonder and the glory of God. You know, we were horrible also. Those of us who are truly saved, those of us who are religious and do all sorts of good things and yet are not really saved, we are the most of the horrible because we think we're right before God and we're not. But know this, it's never too late as long as you're still breathing. Repent, confess, call upon the name of the Lord and be saved. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you for your time. I'll see you in the next episode.